0: My name is Leandro Pataglio. Thank you for listening to the podcast Fold and Behold. Um, You can find me here on SoundCloud and now on the Google Play Store. Um, You can also find my information here. My email is going to be foldandbehold at gmail.com and my Instagram is underneath the same title. Um, Today, I have a special guest, my good friend Rodrigo Tavera. Hello, yeah, and he's going to be helping me with this next um episode. This is going to be episode number 6 and it's going to be Awaken My Love um the album review by Childish Gambino. So so I have here Rodrigo, you can go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and what you got going on.
1: All right, hey everybody. Uh my name's Rodrigo Tavara. Um currently in in a lot of things actually now that I keep thinking about it. But uh, mostly, I playing my time obviously student like all of us, but um, I'm, in a, I'm doing a YouTube channel with some friends of mine. It's called Doing It Gaming. Um, it's a Let's Play channel, and for those of you who don't really know what that is, we basically uh, play video games and add some commentary, something like you would hear like maybe like on a radio or a podcast such as this, but having uh, a video game as a background to kind of have something to talk about and something to, to have as you watch, and YouTube is just an easy platform to get around. So we've been doing that for a couple months. Uh, we took a little bit of a break in the last uh so last month or so. But we're coming back today. Um and we're doing, you know, we're doing stuff. We're doing games. Nice. That's the name.
0: Um I've actually been watching a couple uh let's play um, ta- channels. I watch a lot of uh have you ever heard of Mr uh, Mr Fruit Gaming?
1: No, I don't think I
0: have. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's uh, a <laughs> He's based off of, I don't know where he's based off of, but he's pretty good. He he got his niche uh, playing Destiny video games, or the, the game Destiny. Oh, yeah, and he would yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, he would just comment on that, and he's actually a pretty funny dude. Um, I watch his videos, like, constantly on YouTube. But, yeah, I mean, keep it up, dude. I've been watching a couple of your stuff, and it's pretty fun. Oh Thanks, dude. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, but, yeah, um, just wanted to bring him on because we kind of had the shared you know shared music tastes and uh, I really wanted to get into this album. Um, I announced this actually in an earlier episode, uh, this album released by Childish Gambino, and my gosh, it is so good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so um, if you don't know, this is Childish Gambino's th- third studio album. Um, it is going to be his third title after Because of the Internet, and I believe the producer is... Um, I wrote it down. The producer is... where
1: uh, I got you. Ludwig uh, Goranson. Ludwig
0: Goranson. Goranson. yeah. Goranson, yeah. And go. this was actually an earlier project that he released. Um, it was from his app, Pharaohs. And it was yeah. a concert that had, did you hear about that? The concert Yeah, yeah. I actually I actually have the app. The, the app has like yeah. a experience thing, but I heard the, the concert was like super like gorilla. I didn't tell a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I heard it was like super low key and like it was in Joshua tree over in California and he like premiered all of the songs there. And I, I mean, I, I, I didn't find out until a little bit later, and I was just like, "Holy crap! That's it's so awesome."
1: Yeah, I found out um, like way after the fact. Then I saw the clips, and I saw the pictures, and I'm like, "Oh my god! What
0: the fuck right. was happening?" So, I mean, this project was definitely way, bef- uh, um, you know, way under wraps, especially with all the stuff that he has going on in his life. I mean, Donald Glover's, i mentioned his success in everything business in the last episode, so. Um, it's been pretty awesome to find out that he was working on this along, uh, along everything. So just to get into that a little bit, but, um, it was released on December 2nd of this year. And it's one of, it's really one of my favorite projects. It is actually my favorite project of this year. Um, mm-hmm. to be honest, cause it's just so well done and we'll get into the album a little bit later, but, and some of you already know my, some of my music background for sure. Um, but, I wanted to go ahead and discuss with Rodrigo, um, our top five picks of, uh, uh, top five albums of 2016. Um, because the end of, the year is almost ending. It's literally a couple days before Christmas and a week before the new year's. So I just wanted to open up a conversation of our top five albums. Um, do you want to go first or should I go?
1: Um, you can go first just and get a taste of how you want to do it.
0: All right. Cool stuff. So, Just to talk a little bit between each album, or just say here, so my top five albums of this year is going to be, it's going to be really mainstream, I think, but I mean, I really liked all of these projects, and I don't really change too much of my listening habits, but whenever my favorite artist comes out with new albums, it's always a good thing, and I always take a really worth listening to, so I've been listening to these albums for the last couple months, and just kind of getting my own, getting on stream, but um, top five. They're not in any particular order, but um, the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album, The Getaway, pretty good. I mean, the producer from uh, a producer was Danger Mouse, so I'm a always will be a big fan of Danger Mouse. His Holy music. And, yeah, yeah you didn't know that. Know that? No, no, no. Yeah, he's. I mean, it was really, really different. I mean, I remember uh, reading some articles about the production of it, and it's just like they had to scrap all of their old, like, old ideas to make this album with Danger Mouse. And I mean, you can tell there's a lot of like m- melodic lines that really influenced by Danger Mouse, like with the pianos and stuff, because they don't normally have um, any pianos in their work. And it's just, it's really, really cool. The, the the lyrics kind of uh, pay om- homage to um, you know uh, Anthony Kiedis' like g- past girlfriend and whatever, and it's just it's a pretty cool ride. I, re- I really enjoyed throughout the, all of it. Um, the second album is going to be Frank Ocean's Blonde. That was his highly anticipated second or second well. album. Yeah, his first mixtape was um, uh, Nostalgia. Um, which was really fantastic his, uh, 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 first, uh, his second one was Channel Orange which I really enjoyed and those two kind of had the same uh, uh, kind of have the same introductions with the same music and stuff which I really like about Frank Ocean but then this Blonde album was so good I absolutely enjoyed it, was, it, was
1: it. so Just, out of left field when
0: it came out yeah, it kind of for sure I mean it, it kind of goes into different tones that I, I wasn't expecting from him like i heard that the first track of that album was actually pitched up a lot because he wanted to have different voices to his to his music because mm-hmm. it was originally supposed to be just um you know just his voice but then he like decided like at the very end to change it and like uh pitch it up and it does it does really well with like the journey throughout that song and I, like there's a lot of like uh not uh like he goes through different relationships like the um i forgot what song that was but it like goes into this weird mix of like transsexuality and like his his journey throughout his relationships with people it's just it's an awesome awesome album um then i have on number three would be bon ivor's 22 a million which is just so awesome i've always liked bon ivor's stuff and his textures that he uses throughout all of his music is fantastic. Um, he's uh, he's going on tour, and I've always I would love to see Bon Iver live. That would be so awesome. But this album really did carry good tones. I mean, like really, really great production value, and altogether a really great album. Um, the th- uh, fourth album that I'd like to go uh, just make sure the to top is Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. So Chance Three is, I think, nominated for a couple awards that he announced in uh, Kanye West's album, um, uh, uh, Life of Pablo. Mm -hmm, So that's really exciting. Um, But I really, really like this album. Like, just Chance the Rapper has been one of my favorite emerging rappers in the last couple years, Um, along with Logic and a lot of those people. So that's been really, really cool to see him go um, go through making such a really... Good popular album, he's, and I'm just happy been, that
1: he's been so amazing. To like, to watch his growth from like yeah. I caught him after 10 Day when he was releasing Acid Rap and actually got to yeah. see him live. At, uh, oh,
0: at nice! Big Lava.
1: Um, this I want to say this is maybe like two or three years ago. I I oh. literally went on just a whim of a weekend and I managed to go see him, and he is the ultimate performer in terms nice. of like giving you like energy and wanting it back, and it was just. Like I I can't say enough about him. That's
0: easy. that's sweet. I remember you going out to that festival. That's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. Um, so then my third is uh, my fifth uh, pick for the last one. It would be Subtract's new um, release. It's an uh, EDM. I talked about him a little bit uh, uh, in my last podcast uh, with Porter Robinson. But his stuff it's always surprising because I have seen Subtract live um, over it. The um, man the uh, What's that venue that just got torn down in downtown Miami?
1: Just got torn down.
0: Um, uh, Grand Central. Yeah, yeah, I got to see him at Grand Central. Uh, you know that to a place torn down, right?
1: I, I knew it was. I knew it was gonna. I knew like the events that they had there had to move because something was happening to the venue. I knew either the people had to move or they
0: lost. It. I didn't know it was getting torn down though. Yeah, dude. There's That's nothing there anymore. It's it's a bummer. Like oh, every God. time I go down there, down to Bayside or like down near the uh, um, AAA Arena. Mm-hmm. i always like that was my church man that place was really one of my favorite venues down here and now it's gone and it makes me sad yeah yeah that's where i saw so those um,
1: cut copy a couple years ago too
0: oh yeah cut copy was there too oh shit um yeah th- i think that was subtract was probably like the last concert that i went to and then i went to a, like a spoken word event that was there too which was awesome mm. um but yeah, that place is gone. But those are my top five picks. Um, what about you, Rodrigo? What do you got?
1: So, on my top five, um, it's a little bit more of a mixed bag, mostly because these are artists that like either I've been listening to, and or they're kind of new newish. Um, the first one I got is Iggy Pop's album *Post Pop Depression*. Um, mm. Iggy Pop, you know, lead singer of the Stooges, a uh, huge figure in punk rock music over the years. Um, he put out this album, sort of. Out of nowhere. Like there wasn't a big rollout coming up to it besides him just starting to put up the songs. And it has such a, an interesting like kind of tone to it because it's obviously very dark because um Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age produced the entire thing. Oh and you nice can hear it, like in the tones of like the bass, the guitar and the drums. It was all recorded in his desert place. But it's it's also very dark and brooding. It kind of has this whole um Mortality theme going throughout it, um, talking about death, talking about accepting death, somewhere along those lines. It was also really kind of interesting to to see it because this came right out of uh, this incident that happened to Josh, um, because his friend, who's the singer for the band Eagles of Death Metal, was at the incident in Paris uh, just last year at the Bataclan, where they had um, some terrorist attack in one of the venues. Oh, wow! And his his friend was there, so he was, you know, kind of like in a a pretty fucked up place, you know, very shook. And Iggy was also um, was also a friend of his, so like they kind of reached out, they bonded, and they started making some music. And then this sort of came out, and then right around the time that this album came out is also when Bowie passed away. So Sweet. so yeah. when they so when they would, when they toured this album, they also started playing songs like Little China Girl and some other stuff as like, tributes to him. Uh-huh. So the album itself has like a, like it's very like rich in like content and like things to look back on. Um, the next one I got is Radiohead's A Moonshaped Pool radiohead you know everybody knows yeah. them they're great i
0: actually haven't taken a listen to that album yet so it's, it's, a, little, it's, on it's there.
1: a little bit of a mm. uh, like you, you kind of got to give it some time
0: because yeah. like
1: at first listen you're, you're going to be like ah, i like this song i like that song maybe i'll go back to it but when you really give it a shot like there's so many like beautiful parts to it and it mostly has to do with uh johnny johnny greenwood um who's now technically a film composer Right. Because now he has so many good like like arrangements of just like orchestra pieces in there. He's just flexing just hard about all that, <laughs> and it's it's great to hear. And then you know you got you got their little uh, glitchy uh, editing that happens throughout, and it's just you know dark and kind of brooding, but it's also just really right. fun to listen to when you want to get into that kind of shit. Not bad. Uh, next, I got Solange a seat at the table. I know this ended up on a couple end of the year lists. Solange's... Nice. uh Beyonce's younger sister. Right. Um, I only knew her from like one song back in like 2012 that was really catchy. But mm-hmm. then when this album started coming out, there's a lot of buzz around it because it's super super heavy in like uh, the theme and the message of the album. It's very very much about. Um, race and race specifically now past couple years a lot of stuff has been going on and in terms of that it's obviously it's beautiful and it's just really good like it's good it's good uh, music to like think on too but aside from that what really caught me about the album was it's an album like it's one of those that has like songs flowing into each other there's a methodical reason why each song is here there's interludes there's like interviews that link each song to the next one and it's like a whole It's a whole experience in that way, so that was real nice, real nice to listen to. Uh, Malibu by Anderson Park was for me up there, just because I had never heard of him up until this point. And sometimes you know things just catch you by surprise, and this one specifically was like, "Whoa, this guy sings! Whoa, this guy raps!" Yeah, and then you see him perform, and it's like, "Whoa, he plays the drums like that! What the fuck? Let's do it! It's amazing,
0: dude." i actually just got into anderson pock and he's actually going to me uh on my new artist of the year like we'll talk about that a little bit later but taking a listen to all of his older stuff like holy crap he is such and he's getting such good reviews like and he's just starting to pick up steam from whatever he's been doing beforehand but this third i think it's his third studio album too which is really really fantastic that we haven't both listened to him but he's awesome man he's
1: he's he's just one of those artists that you're like happy that he's like you know like getting buzz and getting out there and collabing with people and making stuff where you're just like please you know do more we Keep want to see going. you so much more
0: exactly man so good
1: and, and the I last think... one i got from my top five here is uh the sweatshop boys uh they're this it's this rap duo sort of came out of nowhere uh one of them is is himanshu he's one of the mc's from Das Racist who broke up a couple years back. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy is Riz Ahmed. He's a British actor, but they're both of Middle Eastern background and the entire album it's it's a pretty short album, it's a couple songs long, but it's yeah. it's such a fun listen, like especially if you really like like really sharp like wordplay and like kind of catchy lyrics and then what caught me really and why I ended up li- listening to it so much more was the samples and like the kind of music they integrated was not typical like hip hop samples it was straight up like middle eastern samples tablas and like all these other like really like fun like textures and tones to like listen to in in a rap setting so that was
0: really cool to get around to good stuff yeah actually i think you i remember you showing me das racist and i remember listening to a couple tracks they're funny they have some good sketch uh, sketch sketch stuff and that's and that's what makes them really like they're they're really really good artists for sure. Awesome! I gotta take a listen to all those albums, dude. Yeah,
1: I gotta go back Ford. to subtract 'cause because I remember uh, the one before that one was really really good, and I yeah. I almost didn't even hear about this album coming out, so I was like, ah, I gotta. Yeah, I,
0: gotta get I mean, he it, kind though. of put it out of nowhere, which yeah. I, like I remember him like putting out artwork uh, um for through his Instagram because I follow him on Instagram, and I was just like, oh okay, what's all this about? And then he released it, and I was like okay so i did take a listen to it and i was just like good shit i really liked it really really liked it Mm -hmm. for sure okay so um so the next thing we were going to talk about was the new artist of the year like um i just discussed that a little bit before but um the new artist that i have would be i only have two um through my notes but um anderson pock has blown me away, like I and and he's going to be at Okeechobee next year, and I'm oh, so yeah. excited, dude. He's going to be sick. Uh, Anderson Anderson pocket the nationalist. I think that's the, yeah, yeah, that's the, the group. The he is. I and I remember seeing an NPR um, uh, Tiny Desk performance by him. I saw that one. He can kill it on the br- drums, man. Oh, especially God. when he's singing. He's so Holy good. shit, it's awesome, so man. I know, man. I'm so excited to see him live. That's gonna be. That's gonna be one performance for sure. But uh, Anderson Pac, and then um, the new, the other artist is Tycho. If you ever heard of him, particularly, um, I think I'm, are, I've
1: heard them like on a bill, you know, around those yeah. concert, those summer concerts. But um Tycho's like a,
0: it's it's like chill wave kind of like. Um, uh, there's no lyrics to to any of their music. It's just instrumental. Um, don't not really like a not really like a, a explosions of the sky kind of thing cuz explosions of the sky is kind of like more ambient kind of noise and yeah, stuff super ambient. but yeah this one's more like kind of like chill chill vibe I, I don't know exactly what they are but it's all just instrumental it's really really fantastic and a lot of like the the DJ uh, DJs have been doing a lot of like remixes of their music which is oh. it's kind of good like I really like their kind of stuff I don't I don't know how they pull off this stuff live because I think it's mostly like patches and stuff and like pre-recorded stuff that they have but um I'd really like to you know but their album I believe it's called Awake um it's their newest release I don't know if they, they released it earlier this year but they're their a group I think it's like a duo or a trio that does all that music, but oh they're fantastic. I really like like their stuff. Awake and I forgot their first album's name, but it's a really, really cool stuff. I have a couple like listen throughs through their album on Spotify, so for sure
1: Oh, I think I might have seen them, but like if they played Coachella last year, then I at least caught them like through a live stream, like I might have seen them oh, and, like, I, name pop up, and that was yeah, about I, it but they're a band when I saw them though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I'm not too sure how many people are actually on that ensemble. So, but it's good. It's really, really good, mm-hmm. for sure. What do you got, Rodrigo? Um, I got,
1: um, I got this. I got a couple people, but one of them is the one that I really. Two of them are the ones that I really want to mention. Um, mm-hmm. Hines, uh, they're this um, Spanish rock group. This uh, girl, there's uh, it's four of them. They're a quartet, and they make sort of like garagey, a little bit indie, lo-fi kind of stuff. But it's just like so catchy and like sometimes when you're in the mood and you kind of like I want to listen to something that's a little bit like not that I don't have to think about it that I just kind of like yeah you know it's kind of like feel good music they are up there and they have such a like a really like cool vibe about them and they've been releasing you know indie stuff for a couple years but now they just released a full length album earlier this year called Leave Me Alone and it's it was really really nice to just get around to listening to like. Rock that I haven't heard before, or that like a genre that like I don't go to back as often as like other things. Right. And then the other bad. one that I got here is Catronado. Um, he's Kate a producer. Trinata. Yeah, he's he's a he's a hip hop producer. He produces for like different people, but he's mostly known for making really good, like a little bit more R and B inspired kind of things. He flips samples. You can kind of hear him in that vein of, like, one of, like, the children of, like, Dilla and, like, Madlib. But he flips it, like, he flips samples, like, a little bit more differently. Like, he makes, like, uh, entire compositions, I guess I would say, more out of right. them. Right. And so listening to him has been really, really fun. He had an album called 99.9%, uh, and <laughs> you can catch him around with, like, other people. He plays with the internet, um, the Neo Soul group. Right and other oh, people like that so like he's re- he's also like a really fun dj if you ever catch him around right I'm, i missed him a couple years back but still he's he's just a really cool guy and he makes really good hip-hop music good stuff what was the name of him again sorry uh Trinata. katranada so, k- k- was that a k
0: K-Y? or yeah
1: it's k-a-y-t-r-a-n-d-a, K-A-Y-T-R-A-N-D-A.
0: nice not bad yeah, that's, that's cool, awesome dude, dude. I, okay, gotta definitely check out all this stuff here. All right, so um, those are our picks for the album, and that's the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. right, so we got um, you know this new release by um, Childish Gambino. Um, it's going to be his third studio album. I already said all of this, but I mean, this was definitely one from left field. I mean, this whole influence of like funk and soul that he has has was one of the coolest surprises of the year especially when it come came to music because just listening to the whole thing like from beginning to end there's such consistencies throughout a lot of it and um you know one of the reasons why i, I on this podcast i say unfold and one of the reasons i unfold or something like that just to give it a little context is you know there's a lot of uh patience in this album that I really, really appe- oh, appreciated. Man. The first time that I listened through it, like the first track, um, uh, uh, "Your Mama, uh, Your Your Mother and I," or "Your Mama and I,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: or something like that. You're, it, "Me and Your Mama." That's what it is. Um, and like it just. It it explodes with just such good like vocals too, and the vocal part was something that was surprised me as well. Like all of the sounds I've heard were not they were not messed with they were not they were not run through synths. It's all childish Gambino's voice, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is it's really really well like it it." it you can tell he had a lot of practice p- playing around with different uh, sounds from his voice, but I would imagine trying to perform all of these songs live is going to take a toll on his voice, like for oh. sure.
1: Uh, have you seen a live clip? He, he did Redbone recently on uh, Late Night. On, on yeah,
0: yeah, I think so, and yeah, like, and he was wearing the like the sparkly pants or whatever. Yeah,
1: and no shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no shirt. Yeah, that like, I mean, but that's the stage presence that he has, and it's just like. Well yeah, and and I can imagine after playing this freaking album for, you know, what? I don't know, like seven, like a couple performances, like he's his voice is going to take the toll. It's but
1: definitely yeah, it's
0: it's a real strain, you could tell for sure. Um and, and you know, and and the, the one thing that I took over was the patience just throughout, like the instrumentation of all uh, a lot of the sounds, like everything is um echoes through and it doesn't even echo through; it's heard, and uh, like the, nothing's lost. Everything is like even from every soft bass hit from like the shakers in the background. I think on the first track, I heard um, uh, first or second track, I heard um, some brushes. You he uh, like someone's playing brushes in the background during the soft parts. I think the through the end of the melodic part in the end, um, and then that turns into like a shaker part, which is like I I just listened to it this morning. I was like. No way did he just do that. Like, it's just really, really well done from Ludwig, you know, putting that stuff together. Um, and like the, the acoustic guitar and the second track and there's like bells in a couple of them. Like, it's just so well put together that I absolutely loved it.
1: I thought it, it's so just to, just to preface this uh, anybody else yeah. that actually that, that I've talked to over the years about Charles Gambino knows that I'm not a huge fan of his. I really mm-hmm. missed the boat uh, around the time that uh I obviously didn't I didn't know about him when camp came out right. by the time because the internet came out. I had friends that listened to him, and I just really missed the boat i just i didn't end up listening to him and i I knew songs obviously I knew the singles I knew this song I knew that song um but I wasn't like heavily into him. And then when the EP Kawaii and Stone Mountain came out, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I like this cover that he had. I like this that he had. I like, I like certain things. And then when this one came out, specifically when the single came out, uh, Me and Your Mama, I was like, whoa, there, yes. there's something, there's <laughs> something going on here. Something is way, way different. And I mean, yeah. there's over the past, at least the past year and a half, maybe two years, there's been a huge kick in like funk and like like 70s, 80s inspired like tracks. Right. Like Uptown Funk came out a year ago and everybody was like, oh my God, everything old is new again. You know, (laughs) shit like that. But this, this specifically has some sort of like authenticity to it that nothing else has. There's just something about, you know, like you were talking about like the tones and the textures specifically in the instruments, but also in him trying to do that delivery specifically on these songs and on certain songs that make it come across like, if you were to give this to somebody else, maybe they
0: wouldn't, maybe they would not know that it was a new album. Like they probably could not tell. Yeah, man. And like just knowing that he didn't go through any rapping or anything like that. I mean, I've, I feel like there are some breaks in the actual like the album itself where he could just go into a couple bars like it can all just break down and then just like him, uh, you know, saying, a couple, but like it does not go in that direction, uh, at least from the feel from it, because he, he he saturated himself in like funk and soul and some blues and, you know, the stuff that he's going on uh, throughout his life to t- talk like this is a direct message to his child. Like he just recently had a baby with some I think it was some model or something. I'm not certain about it but like you know the ending tracks which are just so like um uh, oh, uh i think what's the track called the night you um, and
1: your mama met i think yeah
0: the night you meet your mama met i think is one of the best tracks it's so good like because it's, the yeah. oh man like the acoustic going into the you know the uh with the guitar strikes from the electric guitar like it just sounds so beautiful and then it goes into that message that he has for his child I like, and you can definitely see uh, I've heard reviews like you can definitely like separate the album in two sides. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. can um from the first part, it's just like you know him going through the relationship and his thoughts on uh, on what happened and then he has that baby and it completely changes. And then you have California, that one weird track <laughs> where he has, uh, which I find it's funny, but it like it still has its place in the album, which makes it really, really cool. Um, I, but, I always thought
1: uh, it was really interesting when I started looking up reviews about the album, people. I mean, like obviously there's positive there's negative about like certain points but the one thing that people always mentioned regardless of where they're in where the review was going was California and specifically the his singing in it either yeah. you either love it or you hate it, it it's really there's really <laughs> no in between i heard a lot of people didn't like it um i always just kind of took it as this is how the song made him feel so this is how he's going to sing it right right like, you know how, like, Michael Jackson, he would do, like, all, like, these, these ad-libs and all these different things? He didn't have mm-hmm. to do that. But, you know, the song sort of made him want to do those things. So that's how I took him doing that weird effect to his voice as. So I was like,
0: man. I'm I mean, go. and his his effects throughout all of the whole album, like, it changes throughout so, so vi- like, so so intricate intricately like and he can it, for each song each one of them has its own like boogeyman is one example like mm. he goes through boogeyman's like one of the coolest ones and with the with the choir that he has or the the backup singers that he has it mm. gives him such good force behind his voice behind it like um and my favorite track would probably have to be zombies zombies really? is yeah man zombies is really really groovy and the first time i heard it i was like this is this is one of the best, like uh, like one of my favorite songs throughout all of it. And why, um, why do you,
1: why do you like it so much?
0: I don't know, man. Like it just talks, uh, you know. All I see is zombies. I can scream louder. Like you can tell that he had to go through some shit to see. Like people are fake, and I think that's what that's the kind of the message that he has to like. You know, just wants to eat you alive. Kind of the, the, that concept. Like it kind of speaks to me because I, I, you know, I think most people, you know, they put up this front that. Uh, that doesn't speak to their actual true selves and, you know, we're all just living through, living through day by day, you know, uh, and it's just a cool tone to it. You know, it starts off like really, really groovy and I just, I, I jam to it, man. I really do.
1: I really got some, uh, some Jimi Hendrix vibes from that song and from Boogeyman specifically because right. like they were incorporating guitars a little bit more differently. My favorite song though, like without a shadow of a doubt is Redbone. Nice. They, it, it just hit me, <laughs> and like that's like that sweet spot of like R and B, and like really like slow jams. Like it had all the perfect makings, like right. all the nice, like really like delicate chords in there, like really spaced out, you know. And people, um like I've, I saw some people that were like they were trying to pitch, they were trying to pitch it back down so you could hear like his natural voice, but they just mm-hmm. like slowed down the song too much. And I'm like, you can fight over the pitch. But the rest of the song is already so good. The pitch makes sense and I just and I take it. It's so yeah, man. so so good. There's a really good use of like space in it too. Right. Like in between the instruments, like the, the parts where it's like slow and it's like kinda of just chugging along. There's you can only hear like maybe like three instruments at the most, like just the guitars, right, maybe right. Maybe the bass. Definitely the keyboard and the drums. But it just mm-hmm. kind of, like, lets it, like, kind of breathe. And then, like, it just kind of builds up, like, really progressively. And then has, like, that really nice part at the end. Which which this album does a lot, too. Like, it really lets the band just kind of go for it. Right. I
0: I feel like they're having such a good time playing this this album, man, for sure.
1: I totally got, like, a, from this song and from the other ones, I kind of got, like, a vibe that maybe... Or maybe I'm just, like, you know, in my head I'm, like, imagining, oh, like, what if they did... Like, what if... um if this was recorded, like, as a live band, and then they overdub certain parts, like, in my head, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, maybe they composed a lot of these parts as a live band, just kind of jamming and figuring out certain parts, and then eventually getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of of actually, like,
0: these... Producing. Yeah, man. I mean, like, Redbone 2, like, when I first saw the performance on uh, that late-night show, I forgot what late-night show it was, but, like, it starts off... And I remember listening to it in the beginning. It starts off with that just the thud of the bass drum, mm. and it's just like it go like watching it live. It goes really, really slow, but then by the end of it, it just expresses so much of like what the voice has, what what each voice of the, uh, the instrumentation has, and it's just so good. That is that, and that was one of the singles that came out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. the single that came out right before the album was about to drop.
0: That's I think that really
1: one had like a VR thing too on Pharaohs if you had the app and I
0: was like mm-hmm. okay. yeah so I mean like it, that one was really really good I mean all of the songs we could break down but that one was uh oh, shoot it's so, such a good album man I, and I'm just glad that this was kind of his chain you know turning point in like what he wanted to do with his career and it just like he found a lot of different speakings too and I mean we, we'll go ahead and do, go, to the, go to the second thing where we can unfold like comparing the this album and these artists to what they are doing now i mean i i feel like a lot of artists now are trying to like reinvent themselves in a way that mm. you know gives them more 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 room to uh, you know separate from the genre that they've been constricted to like you know childish gambino listening to camps and listening to uh, uh because of the internet you can tell he has bars you know, he can throw down a, a freestyle within all of his rapping. But then he throws this one to us as a gift, like, basically as a gift to us because he can – his influences stem from a lot of different different parts of his music. And, mm. like, I, I can think of a couple artists that have done that in the past. Like, um, I think, like um, – who is it? Um, maybe, like, I was t- having uh, – maybe, like, J. Cole can say something like that. Right, I mean, yeah. he's not really too restrictive – yeah like his new album just came out i think your eyes only i haven't taken a listen to it yet but i need to make sure to do that soon um but this one came out almost around the same same kind of announcement this one has and you know i've listened to him from the beginning of like uh um, uh, friday night lights Mm, which is one of my favorite mixtapes from him for sure and also have um on that list like just a random list like logic logic have you ever heard of logic you've heard of logic right
1: yeah, I mean, he had an album come out not too long ago, something about a space, uh, right. Or space yeah, I don't remember that Right. Incredible much.
0: Journey or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one was really cool. He's like a big rap nerd, which is kind of cool as well. Like, uh, I don't know if I can put him as, you know, a, a, a nerd rap or whatever. Because I know that's a whole subset of a rap altogether. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah he, so. He's a little
1: but, bit more conscious, I think. Yeah. About, and like, I got to see about. him.
0: I actually got to see him live over at the um what was that venue uh uh Revolution oh, over no in Portland. Yeah. No? yeah. Long he yeah, he's he he does a good performance with that album and um I think he's been working on some other stuff but I mean he, you know, takes the whole skit genre of uh um uh, uh from this last album particularly and he just kind of runs with it and goes to a spaceship kind of uh going into paradise and stuff, which makes it a pretty compelling album altogether. It's kind of like chopped and screwed a little bit weird for me, but all the songs on that album is pretty good. Mm. Um, So, but just thinking about how much artists kind of stem from a lot of different, uh, different um, aspects of entertainment. Like I, I can see where childish went with this album. You can tell he, he you know, he was saturated. He, he definitely had, way more influence of a lot of different types of music throughout this L- album. And uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on it?
1: I mean, um you could the influences are very very particular on certain songs. Um there was one that I wrote down where he I forget which one it was where he sounded exactly like Prince. Oh yeah, See, so that's one, one artist too. But that was that was one that I was like, "You know, he kind of does sound like Prince in this one." And this was again, I'm I i do not know when he recorded these obviously. But this is still some time along when Prince passed away. So maybe yeah. there was that influence. Um, there's one song in there called Baby Boy, which I honestly, like, I slept on the first couple of listens. Like, I didn't just, mm-hmm. it, I didn't catch it. I didn't see uh, too much into it. But then the more and more that I listened to it, the more I was like, no, this is, like, a really, really beautiful, like, R&B song. And his delivery sounds a lot like somebody like maybe Curtis Mayfield, where it's a little bit more, like... Like, he's just kind of, like, delivering it. He's not really, like, forcing too much on his voice, but it still right. has, like, a very beautiful subject matter, and it's, it's really interesting to listen to. Right, and that's the one where he's, like,
0: walk yeah. tall, little one, walk tall. I yeah, think so, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And the instruments, that, Oh, that's the one that also, I think, has, like, a like a flute somewhere. That's why I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is totally like that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, he, he throws in some instrumentation that I'm not expecting at all. Like, that flute and a lot of the melodies, too, like, kind of carry across really, really well that I really like. Um, Like, takes a couple times to listen through just because it's, like, weird kind of... um, I feel like they're all, you know... This is not a small band. Like, this is a very large band that he has through. And he can, you know, each one of them kind of carries across a different voice in each part. And that's what I like about it. Like, it's always carried across so well. And every time I do listen to it, I hear another part that I didn't listen to the first time. And that's what's really, really cool about it, for sure.
1: As a percussionist, how did you feel about California and how much, how many different uh, auxiliary <laughs> instruments he
0: was using in that? <laughs> he's using bongos. He's using, like, uh, flexitones and stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. But, I, you know, it carries a chron- – uh, it's kind of like the silly break in between all of the serious funk that's going on. Which I really liked and, it, yeah. I, I mean, no, I liked it a lot, too. Like, the bongos really carry across well, and the flexitones, which is one of my favorite sounds. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> the wire you
1: hit it, and it kind of sounds like it's like spiraling?
0: Yeah, it's like a, what you call it? So, what it is, it's like a, it's a metal plate. That has two mallets on each one of them, like a flexing uh, plate, and you have to squeeze the plate, like, uh, down, and then that's how you get the little, like, spring spring noise to it. I remember playing with that, like, back in high school, oh, and that thing is hilarious. It. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at it now. So funny, man. It, it's like, like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, I already know where he's going to go with this, and I am 100% <laughs> down. Let's do it. It's so awesome. And it's like, you know, it's just a break. It's like, you know... Um, I think what album Kanye West um, uh, uh, on walk the throne Mm -hmm. or no watch the the throne, watch the throne. Like he has like breaks in, in between songs where like there's smoke breaks for them. Like it it goes back to like this, uh, like and then like, you know, you have to like take a, take a hit before you go into the next album. Like uh, (laughs) it's just so funny. Like I feel, I feel like that's, that's the break for them uh, for this album. It's just, it's really, really cool. But I mean, I can't see and imagine like a whole like breakdown for the band to do anything with that. It's just like one of those throwaway songs. But it does so well to break this, the album into certain parts, which yeah, I really it releases,
1: like. It. it totally releases the tension that he might have been building up from the first half, mm-hmm. which is a little bit heavier. But maybe right. just in terms of like what he was talking about and what like the messages he was trying to get across. Because then the other half definitely, I feel like almost gets back to. The message of talking about um, to his kid and like his relationship with his with the with the mom, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Because then you you got baby boy, and then you got the night you, me and your mama met, which I thought was just a very like on the nose, um, an instrumentation uh, alluding to like sex and other things like that, like very right. obvious like guitar and stuff like that. And then stand I forget if that's the last one or if that's the that's one santal is the
0: last one. Yeah.
1: That one again was one of those that like I was like eh, I'll get around to mostly because I was too busy listening to Redbone in California like just over Why? and over again, <laughs> and then when I finally did get into Santal it was kind of insane like how dense it was. Mm-hmm. It it kept like uh, repeating like these segments and then it broke up into a new segment and then it repeated the segment and then it added apart from the new one and then right. finally culminating at the end. With the mixture of like the guitar and like the R and B and like this and like that, and it was, it was it was one of those songs where you, where you it's like it's like having like
0: a meal, and then having like that last like really good bite at the end where you're like ah oh, that was really nice. That's a good analogy for sure. I mean, and it does break like the whole like he he because it's one of those ones the, the talking out like parts of the song, you know, like when the sun is rising in the evening um you know it, it like it breaks up the whole it gives the tone to where it's like you know it's the end of the album but you can break this whole song like uh, stand tall particularly in two different tracks like mm. you can totally do that but you know they all coincide together and like that perfect meal that you were talking about which is a great analogy like the whole package that he put through it ends it well and okay. did you notice that at the end of stand tall he it Cuts in the middle of him singing like this really high note. Did you have you notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't.
1: I didn't really like understand why the first couple, like the first time that I heard it, I was like, hmm, that was okay. And right,
0: just, like, oh. exactly. And I remember, I remember like listening to it on repeat. Like I had the whole track, and I was going through like a whole study session, just like uh, listening to it. And like, I, I was like, I got confused by the first time that I heard it get cut off in the middle of it, but like, it totally makes sense for the end of it. Like you know, he's expressing his love at the end of the album but then you know it's i, I want to say it's like short-lived or something like that or you know it's something that uh, there has to be some meaning and it had to be some context to why he cut himself off at the end of it which was really cool maybe maybe yeah I don't know, man. It's just that's that because there's a lot of angles we can take and take apart from this album a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just from the influences and the grooves and um, the the drum breaks and like everything. Everything can be so analyzed, and that's what makes it one of my favorite projects thus far. Um, and I can listen to this on repeat, and you know, just thinking, uh, just thinking of what we can expect so, so just thinking about childish Gambino and like how artists have been you know formulating their own voice in these subgenres or you know in their different voices in these genres, like what do you expect him to do next? like is there anything that you would like to see him do, or is there no expectations? like he's basically broke his shackles um from being just a rapper to something else. like what do you expect?
1: uh I feel like mostly because I wasn't really like a big fan of his beforehand and then this obviously just 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 swept me away off my feet um as far as expecting something i'm kind of like in the same vein of like when kendrick dropped um butterfly that i was kind of like he can literally do whatever the fuck he wants i am down he just needs to (laughs) let me know when that's gonna drop and i will be there to listen (laughs) just happy waiting whenever he he lets us know and for me it's kind of the same thing with this it's like once you make a project so good that it makes me just want to like stop what I'm doing, just take a really hard listen at what's happening that I'm like you really just need to do like whatever frame of mind you were kind of in that allowed you to be so like expressive and and like allowed you to explore so much within the music that I'm like just please um if it if if it means you're going to make a polka album, why not? Let's see what you're going to do with a polka
0: album. Exactly, man. And just thinking like how much music will always change in genres like and that's the one thing that labels people and i don't think he likes labels because you know he's one of those guys like um you know just taking to his relations to all everything that's going on in his life i know that he's going to put something that's going to be incredible in the long run and i don't know of anyone else that's completely i mean you know, there, there's a couple bands that completely change their sound after their first or se- their first or second albums, and I, uh, I, I'm very aware that they're out there, but I don't know of an uh, an artist like that to completely change their sound like this, like, and it's just, you know, he's using his voice and expression, he's singing, he's he's completely singing, he's changing everything about his voice and me being a fan of childish gambino from camps like in the beginning mm-hmm. it's just so awesome to see him evolve in every sense and like i get that from uh like uh uh, uh who is it uh frank ocean like frank oh, ocean yeah, is one yeah. of those ones his hip-hop influence has changed a lot and like i feel like he was kind of like going to, to this whole like prince kind of approach to his music but that's the only thing we can compare him to another artist because an artist has already done that but this is just something completely different and I do really really like this about this album for sure
1: the funny thing about the the Frank album too I only didn't put it on like my top five of the year mostly because I didn't like I didn't find myself running back to it immediately but the first like three four listens that I gave it I was like there was a lot going on here and I am not sure like either when i could have seen him doing that like there was a heavy heavy use of guitar that mm-hmm. i would not have seen coming ever and it was like beautiful because it had melodies and it had like recurring themes in between right. the other songs and like tying back to one another and i was like there's a lot going on here and i'm not sure if i'm getting like all of it or if i'm just getting none of it but i know i'm gonna have to come back to it because sometimes you know like i i always think that Regardless of when you're going to listen to something, there's going to be times where you're just maybe not ready to hear it. Like there's albums yeah. that, like I hear once, twice, and I'm like, that was okay. And then months later, I might get an urge to listen to something around that, and then I find that again, and I was like, wow, I am an idiot because I did not yeah. see
0: that. That's yeah, that's what's really cool about discovering kind of music like that because you know I always go, especially with my mood. Like I always go to certain artists that I know that will give me, you know, that allows me to express whatever I'm feeling at the moment and just going back into certain people's catalogs. Like I had Stevie Wonder playing in my background the other day when I was uh, when I was at work and I was just like and I was talking with uh, one of the people that I was uh, working with. And it just carried the conversation so much better because I had that album on, and like you know, different moments for these different types of music can uh, can really express. Uh, and especially if you're not listening, if it's just background music, uh, background noise to you, like it's still something that has a purpose in your life when you're listening to it. I don't know, like I was listening to the um, uh, songs in the key of love, which I absolutely oh, love that album. I love that it's album. So good, I know, man. <laughs> so that's why. So I mean, just thinking about you know we have a lot to think about with this album and if you have not listened to it you know talking to our listeners um please listen to it i really really enjoyed um this whole album and i'm just glad that it's ending my year with this thing because i'm going to be playing it i'm playing it throughout all of like the beginning of next year at least until the next one of my next favorite projects is going to come out so um so i mean that's it I mean I guess we've yeah, talked no, through it a lot for that's, sure. that's really about it I mean
1: <laughs> I mean you, you can only say so much about an album without just wanting to listen to it again and, and like diving even deeper because it was like I said for me not being a fan and then just watching this drop and watching like this ripple of like people talk about it because it is just this entire new monster that everybody was having to unwrap it was like oh man let's get into it and then just it's just fun it's just fun to have you know, people making more interesting music, you know, not every, I will say though, not everybody has to be making this kind of music for there to be good music because you can make music that, that you don't have to delve into. But every once in a while, you know, you get, you get this one really good one that you're like, yes, I need it.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. So I want to thank Rodrigo for being on the podcast today. Thanks a lot once again, man. Yeah, we've been trying to plan this out for the last couple of days, and I'm just glad we got it in the midday, so that's what's good. For sure, man. But thank you so much, um, and thank you for listening. I want to thank Rodrigo for listening, uh, um, you know, uh, tuning in today and you know putting his thoughts through the album, um, because this is something that we, because uh, uh, I share such musical background with him. Um, I'm just glad that he's on the podcast with me and we can go ahead and. Talk through some of this stuff. Um, sure. Anything? Any last words, Rodrigo? So thanks, man. I appreciate uh,
1: it. No, I mean just thanks for having me. You know, <laughs> let me know the next time an album drops that you want to just start cracking into. I'm, I'm super, yeah, super but, down to do that. Um, sure. I guess just just plugging my stuff. Um, doing a gaming on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Mostly YouTube, though. Obviously, where we post. Um, we're gonna be posting a couple episodes for the next four days leading into Christmas. Uh, special stuff, you know, with us and me on twitter and i think instagram is the same one blank stank bank if you can find that it's up to (laughs) you blank stank
0: bank it's just me
1: me doing doodles and shit like that so you know just having fun
0: cool stuff man yeah dude. thanks for having me a lot of fun of course thanks a lot rodrigo so this is the podcast fold and behold once again you can find me at fold and behold at gmail.com and soundcloud and uh, google play um so thanks for listening and have a wonderful day